show, Five Star Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome back to Five Stripe Weekly, everyone, and also welcome back, Mark Nichols, back in the building. Great, great to see you. Uh, and yeah, you know, it's a week since the uh, the last match. Uh, we've had some things happen. Uh, we had to take care of, and so apologies for the delay, but. Let's talk about that Columbus Crew match that was ultimately frustrating and, uh, yeah, this depleted side defensively, uh, you know, gave up a goal within the first minutes. It's uh, definitely, uh, you know, something that's a problem, a set piece again, just uh, something that is deja vu over and over, but overall we kept pushing for goals, we... Uh, had that attacking onus, uh, it was still, yeah, I mean, we were chasing the game, but uh, ultimately it looked like, uh, you know, Gonzalo Pineda was still going after it, didn't, uh, you know, uh, put his tail between his legs, uh, or put our tail between our legs, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. We, uh, yeah, we kept going for it, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, the defense so so shaky right now i mean yeah. and uh it's because for obvious reasons we have numerous players out in the back line and even a guy that comes in ronald hernandez he gets injured in the first half and uh so that's yeah. that thing as well mikey ambrose had to come on and then he gets taken off in the second half i mean i, I don't know that's pretty damning i think of uh you know uh, it's one of those. Who knows if he uh, Gonzalo Pineda rates Ambrose, but uh, you know, we also in this match, we, this is a complete non sequitur. But the Prime Blue uh, Parlay Kit uh, that came out and made its debut uh, for its one and only game uh, every season. And uh, yeah, the the uh, the marketing was very perplexing from LA United. I will say uh, it says that you know purple is temporary, but you know, and then I think it was something like five stripes are forever. What do you think of that uh, that prime blue kit, Mark? I mean, the purple should should we ever? Is this is like complete blasphemy, right? Uh, yeah. I mean. <sighs> because it's for this like it's this campaign right uh that they do every year and so it's like i blame it's not the only team that has to wear it uh but to be honest i thought the design was kind of boring like i don't know i it, it didn't wow me um you know i thought it was fine um you know like the other kit just seems like a your basic white kit so uh yeah it was like I, our king peach kit essentially but even lighter like, yeah, I could even tell the peach like he's not from watching on TV. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely not a must have for me. Like, I'll be honest, like I like the color purple, you know, objectively minus their uh, association with Orlando. But, um, you know, this kit just didn't really do it for me. So and uh, given the way we performed in the match, I mean, like, well, given the result, uh, it's, you know, the performance itself uh again there are positives in there you know um Rouge and almada are are so so good you know what i mean and they're they've pretty much got the team on their backs at the moment um moreno's playing well too i think uh but 
just like the timing of the goals are particularly frustrating but they're just so easy you know like yeah. we've seen this script before with the giving up goals on set pieces and again but the first set piece of the game man ah oh, yeah. come on yeah you can't but, switch off like you're the, just having the a laugh first. <laughs> yeah, the very first set piece. Yeah, exactly. And it's that. There's too much switching off. And Gonzalo Pineda uh, pretty much spoke, uh, you know, uh, kind of after the game uh, in the next day as well, where he's basically, you know, he doesn't like anybody that switches off, essentially, uh, will not see as much playing time. But uh, I think it's that, you know, that's. That should be the standard, is what he's saying, and that should be baseline, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, uh, like that's that's the basics. Like that's schoolboy defending a lot of the stuff that we're doing, uh, right. where we're not goal side. Where, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, guys are getting free headers. Right. I mean, it's one of those things. Sure. Like, yeah, good players will get free headers. Um, you know, because they're very good at creating space for themselves. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like that was the case. It just seemed like we missed our marker. Our people aren't giving maybe enough effort defensively uh, because they've switched off. And ultimately, uh, we're suffering for it. The game state is very important because, yeah. yeah, you're chasing a goal early. It changes the way you play completely because the team can, you know, the team or your opponent you're playing can essentially set up shop. And Well, and you know. I think that, I mean, we've seen this script before with teams coming to Mercedes-Benz. I mean, Atlanta came into this match, I think, with a 13-game unbeaten streak at home. Yeah. And so, you know, we've gotten used to a particular type of approach. You know like a cautious one and then looking to take their chances well even more so when you when you get a goal in the first minute i mean yeah you know so it not completely agree it just it kind of it you know i think that a team like atlanta should have a consistent game plan especially with goals i mean with games that are within a goal because like it's still a game at that point but no doubt it affects your mentality you know it changes like how you approach the game so uh, yeah, again, just very frustrating. Right. And then in the 45th minute, we give up another goal for them. And yeah, uh, God, yeah. This, yeah the one-on-one defending is just very poor. Uh, you show a guy to his strong side and allow him to shoot at the far corner. And I also think, yeah, you know, Bobby Shawworth, uh, yeah, has not really been lighting it up in that sense either. And it seemed almost like okay, maybe he was surprised by the, uh, you know, by the uh, the shot. But it's yeah, you got to be, be anticipating that he's going far corner, and then you know, of course, covering anything that's on your goal side. So, Especially when you see the move, right? Yeah. Like when, as soon as you see him cut onto his right foot, you need to be get ready into diving position or whatever. Right, and it's a half-hearted effort. It feels like a little bit too, like not full stretch. Uh, you know, hand or arms only three fourths really, like extended. Mm-hmm. It's it's strange, and um, I think a lot of people are calling for Shuttleworth to be benched and Rocco Rios Novo to, uh, you know, maybe get a look. And you know, what what do you think? I mean, I'm not happen? against that. I'm not against that at all. Um, 
I will say this though, and so you know, like of course, uh, on this podcast, I've uh, spoken about Guzan a lot. You know what I thought about him, and it's you know a lot of people were quick to move on from Guzan, and you see, and one of the things I've always said is, especially for MLS, like he's a good keeper. This is an example, and now we're just getting an example of what a not good keeper is. Unfortunately, like yeah. Shuttleworth shouldn't be playing regularly, right? Like that's not, you know, like obviously you have a backup just in case that you know something happens to the starter, but. Um, you know, I don't think anybody ever had the idea that he'd be making 20 plus appearances, which is he's now likely going to. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying Rocco Rios Nova maybe should get a look. I mean, I'm not against that necessarily, but he wasn't actually playing a lot uh, mm-hmm. in Argentina. Lanus, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like there are, well, I mean, there's the one major drawback, which is his height. Uh, he's just he's a little on the small side for a keeper right um and that's not to say that he can't be good but i just i do want to caution like people being eager for uh real snowball and then him not living up to their expectations and then people being disappointed and criticizing him the same way they're criticizing shuttleworth and the way they were criticizing guzan right but I think it's also that, uh, you know, he's the shiny new toy. We haven't used him yet. And so it makes sense from the fans why they want to see him play, especially when Shuttleworth is uh, pretty much just uh, allowing goal after goal in that sense. And it is partially, yes, uh, the defense in front of him. But uh, yeah, I, I would say this Shuttleworth uh, looks decent on the ball in terms of, uh, you know, with the ball at his feet, but, uh, Rios Novo, you know, he's showed, he's shown, um, you know, in that champions league match and, uh, mm-hmm. in the other champions league match as well that, um, yeah, he's got ability with his feet and shot stopping ability. Uh, yeah. now it's really the control of the box. That's the, right. the big question. And, uh, this is a physical league. It's a physical league, and so you know we'll see. I think uh, you got to give him a chance in that yeah, sense, uh, and see what he can do. Otherwise, why do you sign him? You know, yeah, it's if, like yeah, yeah. At, exactly. at this point, you got to create some competition, and if Shuttleworth, uh, you know, keeps shit in the bed, then mm-hmm. Rocker Rocker Rios Nova is just going to continue to see that, and he's like, "What do I got to do? What do I got to do?" To right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I think it's one of those things too with the goalkeeper position in particular. Uh, it just has to be managed correctly, right? Because yeah. like, you know, goalkeepers not coming out of a game, right? And so uh, you pretty much have to bench the starter. It's not yeah. to say that like the backup can like come on in some games, show his right. stuff a little bit, and increase his playing time. You pretty much have to make that decision. So, right. Um, you know, I imagine that's a conversation that the coaching staff are having. I mean, they have to, you know, at the end of the day. Um, yeah, why do you sign Rios Novo? And again, going back to what I said before, you did not sign Shuttleworth to play this many games. And so, um, you know, especially when he appears to be struggling, there's no reason to just keep starting him just because. Right. But oftentimes, these things kind of work out themselves in a way, too. Uh, I mean, you know this intimately with uh, Kepa and, uh, and Mendy. <laughs> <laughs> where yeah. it was freaking awkward where it's like what do you do with Kappa you, you guys paid mm-hmm. so much money for him uh, I'm talking about uh, Chelsea players if you uh, don't know and if you don't know that Mark is a Chelsea fan but yeah basically yeah you had to deal with uh, what do you do what do you do like 
we signed Mendy, who is like clearly looking pretty good, and then you know, uh, but I think it eventually worked out right, and so yeah, Kepa was the cupkeeper, right? So. Yeah, it is merit, and especially that. But yeah, back to this game. So uh, we saw the return of Jose Martinez as well uh, while we were chasing the game, unfortunately. And so, yeah, I don't think things were completely set up for success in that way. We were definitely in like big, big, like just going forward attacking mode where, you know, we were throwing everything, everything forward. And uh, it was where... Ronaldo Cisneros, who started the match, he moved to a left wing back. Uh, and then Dom Dwyer came on. He uh, came on at left wing back. But essentially, uh, it became more and more apparent that, yeah, like um, the service needed to come from Luis Adarujo, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with that left foot, that golden left foot of his. And um, yeah, I mean, we had our chances in that second half. I mean, we right. uh, were peppering the goal. We uh, really had them sitting very, very deep. They had to park the bus essentially, and they right. did really well. Unfortunately, like Columbus Crew, mm. not not doing so hot on the road, but they did enough uh, with the two, um, you know, the one jab and then the the right hook. That got us yeah. essentially, and uh, it feels like they—I don't know. This fixture it always feels like a weird one. Uh, it just feels like, yeah, crew is like. I mean, look, there are teams that we struggle against, and we've talked about it on here, like Toronto, Red Bulls, you know. But crew, I don't know. They're a sneaky one, man. They yeah. keep giving us trouble. It's true, and uh, yeah, even though they're a much changed team uh, from their. Uh, I mean, not super duper changed in the sense that uh, they're completely unrecognizable, of course, but they are a far cry from their championship winning side from 2020, I would say. But uh, yeah, you know, Almada, like you were saying, uh, ran this game. Uh, Marcelino Moreno had a a late chance that their goalkeeper just, oh man, he, uh, we just keep getting... Uh, keepers that stand on their head, and it's out, very, yeah. very annoying. And, um, <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, it's one of those games so frustrating. Has everyone talking to themselves after yeah. the uh, the match was just like ruining these chances, uh, and ultimately, yes, we see that this side is very talented going forward. Uh, but like I've been saying. The game state is super duper important. We, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we do not have the ability, I think, so far to uh, keep goals out. So we need to score first. We need to make sure that uh, our urgency is very, very high and that we do not switch off defensively early in matches. But, um, yeah. Do you, have, uh, do you have some thoughts? Like, uh, you know, more thoughts on this match? Um, I don't know if I have any of too much more to add. I mean, you know, I was just reiterating what I said before. The chances were created. Um, you know, obviously we can tell we we have gems in Aruju and Almada. Um, that that much has become clear. You know, and hopefully, hopefully one we can get healthy enough. You know, in time to make a push. Um, but you know, for the players who are playing now, I mean, we still have a good you know number of of decent players available and um 
I think this time off, like the coaching staff has just got to figure out like what the approach is going to be of, you know, to set us up for, for success. I mean, those goals, regardless of who's playing, really shouldn't happen. And, you know, at the end of the day, like Alan Franco and Alex Dijon should be able to, to at least do a job for us. So, um, you know, I just, you know, I hope, of course, uh, our injury luck improves, but um, I don't yeah, know yeah. how much more our uh, our defensive line can take, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the, the Goodman injury in particular for me is really gutting. I mean, like the Miles Robinson, of course, but right. But right. Gutman, I mean, you know, he just brought something different, and um, he was just so reliable at that left back position. And yeah, so hopefully, you know, I mean, thankfully and hopefully, it's not the full season uh, for him. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of season left. You know, like we're just now really entering the summer. So uh, you know, hopefully, we can get healthy by the end of the summer and make a push at the end of the season. Right. I mean, yeah, the transfer window is going to be massive. Uh, you know, some reinforcements, uh, however way we can, you know, make it yeah. work. Whatever maneuver. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because it's going to be difficult. Um, and, yeah, I mean, at left back, at least we have uh, Wiley, uh, very inexperienced, but and then Ambrose, who may not be favored, really, but is cover. Um, right. You know, and then uh, in this sense... I mean, we do have to shout out Dom Dwyer, who, uh, yeah, I mean, what a overhead kick on his mm-hmm. bike. I mean, as close as you can get to the goal for <laughs> for that bike, but still pretty. I mean, and the first one that an LA United player has scored, so shout out to him. I think he's on four goals, so it's, uh, you know, I think if, <laughs> if anybody had said, oh, yeah, like Dom Dwyer is going to play for LA United, one. Like, ha, 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 what? Yeah, uh, right. and, then, and then two, he's going to score uh, more goals for us than uh, Kubo Torres. Okay. All right. You know, I'll take this. I'll take this uh, yeah. all damn day. So Pretty much. Indeed. But uh, so either way, uh, frustrating match. Uh, really, I mean, 2-1, it doesn't look the worst, but it's just it, it felt like that type of match where – you know, we're chasing the whole time, and, mm-hmm. you know, we give away goals. It's just something that's, uh, and, and then we, we can't put any of ours away uh, due to various factors. So, you know, uh, lots for the the coaching staff, like you said, to work on. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's, like we said, glimmers of hope in here, and maybe we can put it together uh, later on in the season, or maybe right after this break, this international break, hopefully. But uh, LA United, they uh, will return to action on Tuesday, June 14th, uh, when it hosts CF Pachuca in the American Family Insurance Cup at the Benz. And, uh, yeah, that will be interesting. It's just, obviously, it's like a little friendly. And, uh, you know, kind of giving it some sort of a a cup name to give it a little bit more of a, uh, you know, some importance. But I think you'll kind of see maybe a a maybe less type of, uh, you know, maybe not as competitive, but still, you know, I think for bragging rights, It'll be, you know, 
this uh, this Mexican side, they will not want to lose. I mean, pretty they will much be embarrassed in Mexico in the papers. It's that, and like, I mean, we see it at the club and national team level with Mexico, like traveling to the U.S. Like they're they have fans here, and like even if like it's not necessarily Pachuca fans, like as we've seen in other games, like those fans will come out, like the fans who watch Liga Mexi and pre, you know have their own rooting interest and appreciate the league, like they will come out, and so I think it ends up being a case of like yeah, they actually don't want to be embarrassed like in front of those fans, and so um, no, yeah, I think that we will see like. A decent game and as as i think i expect the atmosphere to be pretty decent as well indeed yeah i mean it was definitely cool uh yeah in the campeones cup and mm-hmm. you know of course that's a different side <laughs> club america definitely uh yeah way more way more competitive uh and way more supported i would say mm-hmm. maybe even uh you know one of the most supported liga mx sides so definitely For uh sure. yeah but so uh, moving on from that, uh, let's get into the news. And yeah, unfortunately, LA United they announced that Ronald Hernandez he will miss approximately three to four months. Uh, mm. He sustained an injury to his right MCL during that loss to the Crew, mm. and uh, yeah, so he will not be joining the Venezuelan uh, national team for the international window. And uh, yeah, it's uh, he joins. A long and heavy golf cart around the training grounds, uh, where yeah, there's there's like I can't even count right now, but there's probably about like at least uh, six first team players, you know, that are out long term. That uh, yeah, that golf cart is not big enough. It's <laughs> truly not big enough for all of them. They have uh, to make multiple trips. Yeah, exactly. You get, they have to buy another golf cart if they don't already have multiple ones, uh, just to kind of shepherd them around so they can, you know, do a, a bit of rehab. But boy, it's uh, it's grim in the injury FC department. But uh, yeah, there were some uh, some pieces on some of our players, a couple midfielders of ours. Uh, first up, Mateus Hosetu, uh, kind of. To talk about how he got the captain's armband, uh, and apparently it came after uh, you know the decision came after discussions between the coaching staff where uh, they took into consideration who had been with the team for a while, who has consistently showed leadership qualities, and who would be a good fit for the role. And of course, Hosetu, as you guys have seen, has been the man with the armbands. Uh, Pineda did say that uh, I like that he's in the middle of the park. You have someone who can talk, can pass messages to everyone because they are the center. They are at the center of the team, uh, and he's also went on to say that Hosetu is a bit more cerebral, more the guy who is in good shape, waiting, uh, kind of shadowing, and when he sees the opportunity, he steals the ball. He anticipates, uh, and this is actually a surprising stat. Uh, and I will be, yeah, forthright, yeah. Like, I have uh, in the past not rated uh, Hosetu defensively, but uh, yeah, this uh, this fact right here. So, um, he's won more than 60% of his tackles, and, uh, and that's in over 780 minutes played. 
And yeah, he's got 91.8% successful passes, so he's keeping things ticking while also, uh, you know, basically being that rock in midfield running the game. And uh, yeah, you know, being very reliable for his teammates. Uh, and apparently, also, uh, Pineda said that he has respect to the locker room. He's got he's always reliable on the field. You can always rely on him in tough moments because he wants the ball. He wants to play with some personality on the field, and he's able to turn under pressure so the players respect him for that personality. And then he's also saying that uh, he's a fantastic human being. He's a uh, very noble, very good guy, and that he's always smiling and ha- you know has a good comment, positive comment. And that he has a good sense of humor. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Hosetsu hasn't really like uh, been a guy that's very super vocal, or we've you know heard a lot from him in the past. But um, yeah, I mean, Hosetsu, the you know kind of de facto captain at the moment. What do you think? Yeah, um, I mean, I imagine you know, like when they when they say you know they had to have a conversation about it. I believe. I mean, that's you know they were in a tough spot with. Miles Robinson and Brad Guzand, you know, out for the season. Joseph still kind of working his way back. Like, who do you really choose? And so, um, while I was surprised at first, you know, I thought, okay, you know, like, uh, I think he deserves benefit of the doubt. I mean, at the end of the day, <clears throat> you know, captain is one of those things. Like, a team has multiple leaders, right? So, just because you don't have the captain's armband doesn't mean you're not saying, you know, something to other players you know providing advice or whatever and so i imagine that uh, hasetsu has exhibited leadership qualities even before this and um and so you know honestly like i like it and i get his point about wanting somebody in the middle of the park that i you know completely i see where he's coming from yeah i concur with that the uh someone in the middle of the park and it's also that i mean he's a person that can obviously speak uh portuguese but also english and Spanish, and we've definitely got players that speak all those, and so, yeah, I think uh, it's someone that, uh, you know, I think speak, speaks English well, too, uh, to a degree, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. I know that he does have an American girlfriend, and so it's, you know, I would imagine they would be speaking English. Uh, so, yeah, there is that. It's like, you know, you gotta have a guy that can communicate with all the players on the field, too, um, or at least you know, somewhat. And, uh, you know, in lieu of, I think probably the more obvious choice, if he was in the side, it would be Jose Martinez. Uh, but you know, obviously, you know, he's just coming back and I think you'll probably see Jose Martinez maybe more with the armband when he's uh, starting, but you know, we'll see. I think that'll be very interesting going forward. But uh, another midfielder that LA United did a little piece on was Hyman and his recovery. He, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, was, uh, you know, I think just the one of the long line of uh, players either coming back from injury or, uh, you know, injured. But, um, yeah, you know, he, of course, had an ACL injury as well. And he was talking to Joseph. Uh, he said, quote, he gave the advice he could. He said, obviously, this is not going to be not, not going to get better too fast. He said, just do what you can. Do everything they tell you. Do it properly, and it'll run its course. You just got to come in prepared every day and do the right things. But, um, yeah, you know, he's uh, definitely making his way back into the side. Now, yeah, do you think, uh, you know, well, <laughs> it'll be one of these things. 
I mean, Hosetu, Heinemann probably are playing the, the same position in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, they can uh, play together at times when we're uh, a little bit more attacking, but should Heinemann be the number eight, maybe the starter over Hosetu, or you know, does he still have some? Uh, does he need to earn that over Hosetu at the moment? Yeah, I think he'd need to earn that. What I would say is uh, he'd definitely be an option at the eight, um, you know, especially with the amount of games that we'll have coming up. Um, and then, you know, not to bring up the the scary uh, subjects of injuries, but that could always happen. So, but uh, with both players healthy, I mean, like definitely right now, I take Hasetu. You know, I think he's built up more um, goodwill, you know, with his form in the last, uh, I'd say like at least this season. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I think he's still working his way back too. So I wouldn't expect him to usurp Hosetu really this season, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly compete for minutes. Yeah, yeah, indeed, and he's definitely uh, one of our uh, better scoring midfielders. So you know, I think uh, bringing him on later, you know, could be a, a super sub type of opportunity as well, where uh, he can contribute with goals, and that would be quite good, especially. We need those goals late, it seems, a lot of times. Uh, Moving on to Atlanta United 2. They announced the signing of midfielder Tristan Traeger. Uh, He's 22. He's a second-round selection for Atlanta United in the 2022 MLS Super Draft. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this midfielder uh, finally uh, gets to play a part in the Atlanta United 2 season. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's... uh, a good number amount of midfielders in uh, this side, and he just uh, adds more depth for this side that's unfortunately sputtering at the moment, uh, just like the first team. They fell 4-3 to Rio Grande Valley FC, and uh, and that was last Wednesday. But, uh, yeah, Captain Robbie Mertz, he recorded a second-half brace to give Atlanta a one-goal lead, but then... Uh, Rio Grande, they uh, they rallied with a pair of late goals to steal three points. And LNI 2, they will play Memphis 901 FC on uh, Saturday. So that pretty much is the news and pretty much the entire show, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is... So, LA United, they, uh, yeah, you know, obviously created the American Family Insurance Cup, and there is a lot of kind of personalization that has been happening where you can choose the kit, the music, etc., etc. Do you like the format? Do you like what's going on? And do you uh, want to see it continue in, you know, the following years if we have a lull? I mean, obviously, that is the key there, too. But, uh, yeah, Mark, what do you think real quick before we sign off? Yeah. It's a good way to, you know, get the fans engaged. Uh, you know, I, um, yeah, you know, it's creative. It's creative. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, they actually present some good choices. But <laughs> no I haven't had a chance to look at them myself. But uh, you said no doubt. As a no doubt, I mean, uh, hopefully they uh, they hopefully they do. And uh, so far, it's been pretty uh, pretty fun choices, uh, at least music wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's been something that uh, I think we uh, we will see how they execute 
it uh and you know it'll be very fascinating i think but uh it, you know there's like it's really small aspects of you know this uh you know this competition this friendly <coughs> ultimately but it's a fun little thing i think but what do you guys think let us know in the comments below and that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, no!